about them Irish. I can't take it anymore. I need a national championship. This is the Four Horsemen Podcast. And we are back. The Four Horsemen Podcast. The Parents Podcast. The People's Podcast. The podcast where it's two Americans and a Canadian uh, who's now living in Ireland. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Uh, it's better than the last two weeks. We are we're happy. We're winning games. We're playing good football. Overall, it's a it's a great time to be uh, be talking about Notre Dame right now. Facts. Yeah, it's uh, it's a much uh, much lighter attitude coming into today. Obviously, we've uh, gone through a little bit of freaking peril lately. So uh, so yeah, in a great mood. How about yourself, buddy? Oh, can't can't complain. Uh, I have some things I'm going to complain about today, uh, but overall, it's our first win since uh, since last year. Uh, we're almost to the end of September, and we finally get to celebrate Marcus Freeman's first win. Uh, so it's a great time to be Irish. Uh, Facts. I'd really, I want to say that over the last couple episodes, I've been making white sweatshirt jokes. Uh, there will be no jokes about the white sweatshirt today. Thank you for coming up with me. Sad. So, where should we start? We have a lot to get into. It's UNC week, Tar Heel week. Uh, I have gone a little bit differently. I've been naming the episodes little puns about the mascots we were facing. Uh, I like them. I hope you do too. Uh, but really, uh, as we always start with our our complaints, uh, we're going to hit the hurry up offense here. So, Steve, I'll let you have the floor first. Uh, let's hear it. All right. Let me pull up the calculator here. Not calculator. Timer. And we are set to 30 seconds, and let's go. The offensive line, the offensive line, the offensive line, the offensive line. I swear to fucking God, if the offensive line does not stop committing penalties and does not stop missing, just completely blowing coverage, blowing their pass protection, and letting these quarterbacks get murdered, we obviously are in a very thin QB room. They need to protect Drew Pine. They need to open up holes for these running backs. Figure it out. And time. I agree. Uh, they definitely can be better there. Uh, so really, my complaint's a little bit different. Timer starts in three, two, one. Hike. So, Fanatics. What the fuck? They're, they're the company that gives all the gear out to ND, and it may be a little bit of Under Armour, too. Uh, they were promoting the new green T-shirt uh, that they wanted everyone to wear during the game. And the crowd looked good. They understood the assignment of wearing green. Uh, that, that definitely does make sense. But they were selling this T-shirt that wasn't going to be here for a month and a half. <laughs> Fanatics just has to be better. I don't like them as a company. They sell all the same generic team branded stuff. If I could just buy from the bookstore, I would be a very happy camper. Uh, I just don't like fanatics, and that's my complaint of the week. They don't understand pressing shipping. Uh, that's it. Boo fanatics. All right. I have that as 51 seconds and 47 milliseconds. 51.47 seconds. Uh, which is what I ran the 400 meter dash in 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 high school. So congratulations. Um, yeah. Well, let's get into it. We won a game. We won a football game. Things are things are looking up. You know, you get one. Uh, get that one out of the way. So one down, ten to go, right? or nine to go rather. Um, obviously, you know, we're gonna get into the kind of the nitty gritty and the details. But 20, uh, 24-17, crazy finish, um, crazy calls all throughout the day. The officiating, they made it about themselves, kind of kind of ridiculous. I, you know, Notre Dame should have closed this game out. Um, a lot, lot of going on, but hey, at the end of the day, 
we are now one and two, but the most important number in that equation is the one. So, P, what were your thoughts about the game? Uh, the win, not the game, the win against Cal. So I had a bunch of friends over for the game, uh, and they're all either Notre Dame fans or Notre Dame fan adjacent uh, because of me. Uh, the first impression from my uh, one of my friends who doesn't really watch football too often, uh, he fell in love with John Sott. Uh, John Sott. Seven punts, 45.6 yards average, three inside the 20-yard line. Uh, group Groupie with his 47-yard field goal. The special teams are just fucking special. Uh, and then when you go from there, Tyree got a bunch of touches. Estimate got a bunch of touches. He, If he didn't fall, he had a receiving touchdown. Uh, everything was going the Irish way, and then our defense woke up. And, and I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, we'll talk about the video in a little bit, but Isaiah Foskey and the Adamiola twins, four sacks, 12 tackles, three quarterback hurries. Jacob Lacey had five tackles. Three of them were solo and two sacks. Like, hello. That is just a ridiculous stat line from all of the different players on the team. Uh, if you really look at just what we did, we did what Marshall did to us. So it's very, it's very promising there. Can you do me one favor, please? Yes. Can you never mention Marshall ever fucking again? Well, when I win a bunch of money on them, no. I'm going to mention them all the time. <laughs> Best team in the match. Or whatever they're in, Sunbelt. I don't know what they're in. I'm going to win money because they won a conference. Okay, fair enough. They, they did lose to Bowling Green, trap game, whatever. Not great for us, but any additional thoughts on uh, on the win, on the team, anything in general that you saw? Yeah, I mean, the targeting call at the end with J.D. Bertrand was dumb. Uh, Prince Kali should step up uh, in the first half. Uh, I didn't love how the defensive ends played. Uh, they didn't stay at home or kept contained. Uh, Plummer made him look. He, Plummer looked like Mike Vick out there. Uh, it was just, just not great. And that Hail Mary pass at the end, I almost uh, spontaneously combusted. Uh, it, if he caught that, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, it would it would have just deflated everything. Yeah, I mean, one of those scrambles by Plummer, um, I think it might have been one of the fourth down ones uh, late. Terrible missed holding call on Maris Leofau. Um, like... I, 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 he, might, the, the offensive lineman might as well have just tackled him, um, and the, and the, the ref made as well just like counted all the bribe money that he got just to look the other way and not accept that. So you know there, there was there take some of those plumber runs with a grain of salt. Defensive ends, yeah, they got to wrap that up. They got to clean it up. You know we had you know we probably could have had three or four more tackles for loss or sacks combined, but you know that's just you know, in the details and of, of how the team's just got to progress over the course of the season and they'll get better. Or if they don't, then I'll hang myself, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, what I wanted to do really quickly, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just quickly kind of rapid fire some of the thoughts, uh, that I had when I reviewed the tape and, and really took some notes on the game and, uh, interject as you may, as whenever you have a thought or anything that you wanted to add, First things first, the second play of the game, that is the meat and potatoes of this offense. That They were out of shotgun. They had two running backs on the field. It was Estime and Tyree uh, in, in shotgun. Mayer was in the slot. They, they ran Estime in motion, and then uh, it was just like a quick little screen to Tyree, and they, they went nine yards. So they went from second and 10 to third and one, right? Became very manageable. And obviously, you know, they're as as everyone saw with their eyeballs, Drew Pine is going to be way more accurate and way more effective with shorter passes, keeping it short. Uh, I still think they should test it and I'll get to that. But, you know, that that's going to be this offense and that's what they need to rely upon. And that's what they need to build upon is they need to use motion, they need to use misdirection, and they need to get their most talented players on the field, which is their two running backs and their tight end. And then we obviously know they're thin at wide receiver, but this is what you and I have been saying for weeks, for months, is the, you know that split wing, that Auburn-style offense. Like 
whether or not they want to be in that situation or circumstance, that's the situation that you're in. And you don't really have the running quarterback for it, but you have a guy that's escapable enough to make it work. Anything to add? No, you're, you're completely right there. There is some data uh, that backs up what we're saying, which is nice. Uh, really, what we're seeing just overall, uh, uh, North Carolina's weak link, and we'll get to this, is their defense. And all their games have been high-scoring shootouts. They don't put pressure on the quarterback, which I do think is going to allow for Pine to use his arm a little bit and get the ball down the field a little bit more. Uh, so I, I think that's what you're looking for uh, overall is someone to get the ball down the field. And if, if the offensive line gives us time or pine time, I'm not throwing the ball this week. Uh, that That's going to be what we're looking for there. Well, I might be throwing the ball this week. So, you know, keep me in that equation. Um, <clears throat> next point here, uh, the center. It, I'm losing my mind. Is it? It's not Lug that's the center, is it? Zeke Carell, and Carell. I, I will not be commenting on his play. Okay, he missed a wide open, very easy block on the first drive of the game that led to Drew uh, Drew Pine getting sacked and basically d- destroyed. Effectively, it was third down and six from the Notre Dame th- uh, 29 yard line. And he had one of the worst missed blocks I've ever seen in my entire life. Just completely missed the coverage. So, um, yeah, be better, please. And if you're not going to be better, then move Patterson back inside and then get somebody at guard who who's going to be effective. Anything to add? I agree. And the running bats have to block better as well. But that's that's that. Okay. Um, so next point. We simply just cannot have any more false start penalties. Uh, sadly enough for this offense, every fucking yard is going to count. And you you just anytime it's more than 10 yards to go, then we are going to have to punt. That's just the fact of the matter. So don't give yourself first and 15. Don't give yourself second and 13 after a three yard run on first down and then pushing yourself back five yards. Stop with the bullshit. It's the easiest thing in the world to watch the ball be snapped, to understand the snap count, especially at home when the fucking crowd is being silent when you're on offense. Now, the one thing I would say there, it did have to do a little bit with Pine uh, getting his first start. Some of the guys were in their stance. Uh, I'm a, I used to play college football, no big deal. Uh, Division three, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, And if you're in your stance for a long, long ass time, it's just a, a muscle twitch at that point that causes you to go offside. So the quarterback also has to be faster. Don't have your guys sitting in your stands for, you know, three quarters, nine tenths of the play clock. So that's on Pine. That's on the offensive line. That's on Harry, Harry Heiston. And that's on Tommy Reese. All, all of them, all four units all together need to get on the same page and stop with the fucking bullshit. Next point. Cam Hart might still be lost looking for Sturdivant on that first Cal oh, that uh, touchdown. So, that was so bad. Uh, he's still searching for Sturdivant. Uh, I, uh, he, I, 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 Cam Hart's a great player. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was just bad. Like there, I wish I had a better word to describe it. It was just bad. Bad. And and that, that has to effectively never happen ever again. Um, next point I have here. Chris Tyree absolutely just needs to be, quote-unquote, the guy moving forward. Get him the ball. Get him 20 touches a game. Yes, you know, there, there was 20. I, I think um, he, he I think he had, like, 12 rushes and, like, five receptions. Not enough. Um, Audric Estime had 18 rushes, and then he also had a couple of receptions. I love Audric Estime. He's fantastic. He's more of a power back. He's more between the tackles. Tyree is your speed guy. He's your scat back. The way that this offensive line is built, Estime is currently not the guy. You, I, I, Estime absolutely has a, a very large role to play in this offense. He certainly does. I love the guy. I want him to run for 1,000 yards and score 20 touchdowns. Tyree is just the dynamic guy that is going to bail you out. Lean on him. Make him your feature back. Make him your Reggie Bush, and then make uh, make Estime your your Lendell White. Thoughts? 
No, that that's right. That's correct. But there, there's ways. I wish this was a, a visual podcast uh, because there are ways that you can get both on the field at the same time. Uh, and even in the offense itself, uh, it almost lends itself to put Tyree as the running back in, uh, move and estimate to almost the H back or Eric Davis Sherwood. Why not? Uh, yeah. th- there are plays that you can get the H back involved as well. Uh, go back to Cam Newton's tape when he won the national championship at Auburn. Um, that's something that I've been just an advocate for. I don't think I can advocate for it any more than I have. And you're seeing glimpses of it, but really run. If the I formation works, run it, run the goddamn Maryland. eye. put two full bats out there and say, figure out who we're giving it to. True. I'm with you, brother. Next point. This defense needs to absolutely force more, more turnovers or we are a seven and five football team. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Um, next point. Brandon, Brandon Joseph has been non-existent other than his tackles and injuring that freak athlete. Jackson um, Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, he didn't, hasn't done much. He's, he's played football, but he hasn't done much. And I'm, I'm kind I, of upset about that. Now there is something to say that he is a, a dominating presence on the back end where we have not really been tested deep too often. Um, so there's something to be said that he might be a deterring presence. Holy shit. Never mind. I'm looking up his stats right now. He's had 15 tackles this year so far. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, I I've seen him lay the lumber. I didn't know the exact number. I knew that he had been in the mix, but I, I think kind of more of the compliment I had for him was, was that like, they know he's the fucking guy, so they're not even going to try it. That, that's um, I, I would agree with that. But 15 tackles, all, 11 of them are assisted. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's, he's rallying to the ball, but holy moly. Yeah, for sure. But but absolutely, I mean, we need more fumbles, sack fumbles, interceptions, something. like this, Because the offense, let's face it, I think the most amount of points that our team is going to score in a single game, our offense will score in a single game this entire year, might be 31 points if we're lucky. This is going to be a 2012 year. This is going to be a year where we're dependent on our defense. And the, the offense just has to be game management and good enough. But that defense absolutely needs way more turnovers. And we saw a huge uptick last year in turnovers as compared to two years ago with the, you know, with bringing in Marcus Freeman and his defensive scheme. And the first three games, we just haven't seen those turnovers come to fruition. Uh, I mean, one of those games against Ohio State against literally a, an unbelievably elite QB. So there's something to be said about that. But nothing against Marshall. And then I don't even know if we had a turnover in this game because they every time it, it seems like we had one, it kept getting fucking turned over. So I don't even know. But no it, no. bottom line is there needs to be more. Um, next point that I had. Before we get to that real quick. Yeah. If, if you had to guess who the leading tackler on the team was, who would you guess? Uh, JD Bertrand third. Okay. Um, Howard cross the third has 21 tackles. He's a fucking G man. He has 21 DJ Brown, 18 JD Bertrand and Jack Kaiser, 17. He is a G. Yeah. That's I, I love, I love Howard cross the third. Uh, and, and that's actually going to bring up my next point is the emergence of Jake, uh, Jacob Lacey who had himself a hell of a game. Makes me very horny, uh, just because that means that this defense is see and, and this defensive line, which I've been critical of, has has really stepped up their production and their depth. And this is what I was bragging about coming into the season, because I just knew that there were these guys and these recruits and these guys that have been kind of waiting in the wings and waiting for their opportunity and their chance. And Jacob Lazy he and Howard Cross, they're both like bowling balls, just plugging up the middle, but they're both freakishly athletic. So. Um, I knew that they were going to get their chance eventually. Very happy to see Lacey come into his own. I'm sure that you concur, but anything that you, any color you wanted to add to that? I want to see Chris Smith do more. Uh, he, Chris Smith is a massive human being. Uh, I, I would like to see him get a couple sacks here. Would love to see that as well. Uh, next point I had here is, truthfully, there was a pretty decent pocket 
presence uh, and and also an element of escapability by Drew Pine. Was there? Yeah, you know, you're you know you're the coach of the podcast. You things in a different light, especially you know you see the offensive line and the progressions and everything. Uh, what is your analysis? Our offensive line is okay. They're not great. Um, there, there's a lot that can be better. Our pass protection also is abhorrent uh, to this point. The one thing that will make Drew better will be getting him out of the pocket. Uh, Agree. He he's listed at what five eleven, five ten. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, our offensive line uh, are all sits four to sits seven. <laughs> so you you might need to get him out, even if in the shotgun. Get him out of the pocket. Give him time to look. Look what they do with Kyler Murray in Arizona. Get him out of the pocket, let him see the field, and make a decision from there. Love it. Also, a um, lot of my analysis on this game is going to be partially muted uh, because of the party we were having. Uh, we were taking McGillicuddy shots during the game, so a lot of my analysis uh, is secondhand at this point. <laughs> Psycho. Um, okay. Next point. Blake Rupee's 47-yard field goal in the third quarter would have been good from 55, and yeah, our special teams is incredible. NFL team. Him, John Sott, Milk, all three of them should be drafted. And I I cannot wait till they are drafted. As soon as they are, whatever team they're going to, I'm buying their jersey. Isn't oh. Milk Vincent only a fresh? No. He's a fifth-year senior. That's what I said. Anyway, moving we, on. We, have, we do have Rhino Manafort. Shout out Rhino, friend of the program. Uh, who's Rhino OB. Manafort. Yep. Yeah. He, he's our next one up. Okay. Next man up. Love it. Um, next point I had here. Absolutely, completely, and totally unacceptable to have zero points in the final 10 minutes of play and up to chance of a fucking Hail Mary. Your thoughts? Yeah, no. You, you have to finish out games. You, you have to lean on your heavy back. You have to lean on your offensive line's confidence. You you have to do more. Um, if you, we looked at the game lots for the last three games, it hasn't been good. Uh, it was Marshall, a BS one that we didn't talk about the onside kick. That was a great onside kick last week. But really, you need to score at the end of games. That's what, Or you need to just drive down the field, kick a field goal, get within 50 for groupie, and you're good to go. It's exactly correct. Just going back to the last point, you have a, a, a guy that can kick at least a 52-yarder. Give him a goddamn chance. Just, like, sustain a drive, take six minutes off the clock, go up by 10 points with a field goal, put the dagger into their heart, and kill them. Like, I'm I'm all set with, with just this complete drive-sputtering bullshit. They need to finish football games. Agreed. Uh, next Next point, I think that Drew Pine needs to take a minimum of four deep shots downfield every single game, a deep shot being defined as a 20-yard-plus-in-the-air uh, throw. Your thoughts? No, especially with – I'm saying no, but I agree with you. Uh, Pine needs to air it out. The Tar Heels' pass defense stinks. Uh, teams that we're going to be playing moving forward, they stink. Syracuse' pass defense stinks. <laughs> really, just – let him throw deep. I get that you have to get him into rhythm, and I think we are all leading up to the point that, or the thing that we want to talk about soon. We, you have to at least stretch the field somehow. I, I wholeheartedly agree, especially when you have Tobias Merriweather. Okay, yeah, he he did make some freshman mistakes. Get that. Uh, but first and foremost, yeah, yeah, he's fresh. Okay, um, but get him into the huddle and just say, Toby. On this play, you're running this. Tell him the fucking route. He's a freak athlete. He doesn't have to know the entire playbook. They don't run no huddle offense, or they do sometimes. But if you're not running no huddle offense, get Toby on the field and and let him take the top off. And especially against this UNC team, which is absolutely Swiss cheese of a defense. You 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 need to get the defensive backs out of the box you need to open up the box that way you can run i don't care drew pine can throw four deep balls a game and go 0 for four on those deep balls and i wouldn't give a shit 
the fact of the matter is you have to let the defense know at any point in time, if you're going to fuck around, you're also going to find out. We can blow the top off you, and we're going to take a chance, and we have the balls to do so. So by having a set of nuts, and a, 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 you know, if, if you have balls, then you have to prove that we can do this, and you better back the fuck off. And when those guys do back off, that gives the offensive line an opportunity to get downfield push. And it, just imagine Audric Estime in, in the open field. He did have... And Audrey Casme did actually have the ball in open field, and he had so much room when he was running downfield on that pass uh, that he caught that he honestly didn't know what to do because he had no one to run into, so he tripped over himself. Now, just imagine if there's a defensive back that gets in his way. He's going to murder him. Like, he's going to absolutely murder a human being. So if you take those deep shots, get the guys out of the box, open up the running game, open up the play-action pass— it's 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 all interconnected. They absolutely need to back these defenders off so that way they can open up the prime spot of the field for the Notre Dame offense to cook. Any thoughts, sir? No, that is all correct there. Okay, perfect. So that would effectively round up all of my thoughts on the Cal game. I mean, you know, we're, we uh, Dylan is our obviously the analytics guy. Uh you know, so he can he can go through all the raw stats and numbers, but he's not here. So I uh, hope you're enjoying Ireland, buddy. Um, but I mean, those those are just watching the game, watching the replay, watching the all 22, analyzing where we're at versus where we want to be. That's everything that I was seeing. So I'm going to conclude all of my thoughts on the Cal game. I'm going to pass it over to you for your final thoughts, and then we can move on to the mailbag. Final thoughts. We're done with Cal. But we do have to talk about one thing before we move on to the mailbag. Tommy Reese was caught on camera saying, quote, do your fucking job. Everyone is fucking counting on you. He was wide open in the flat. I fucking saw it. Thoughts. Um, prior to that, Drew Pine was prior to that interaction between Tommy yell, uh, Tommy Reese yelling and screaming at him. Uh, Drew Pine was three for eight for 38. Uh, that was 38% percentage. He had a grand total of 19 yards on those three completions, no touchdowns, and he was averaging 3.2 yards per attempt. And, and one of those was a, a, you know, a dropped pass by, uh, by number four, what, what's that? That's not Logan Diggs, is it? No. Who is? Um, you're gonna you're gonna work through this. We're gonna you're gonna figure this out, Steve. No, four, number four is Diggs. Oh, you're correct. Yes. Yeah. Fuck you. No, no, <laughs> Lorenzo Styles. There we go. We worked through it. Okay, I had it eventually. It's in my brain somewhere. Logan Diggs is not great concussed brain but yeah so i mean yeah okay one of them was a really bad drop that would have led to a pretty decent uh yardage but nonetheless drew pine was playing like shit after tommy had told him to figure it the fuck out drew pine was 14 for 15 which is 93 percent completion percentage 117 yards two touchdowns 7.8 yards per attempt he balled out so did Drew Pine have like the greatest game of all time? Obviously fucking not. Like we, we all have eyeballs and we, we can see the, the box score and we all saw the game. But it's a matter of turning a completely dysfunctional, not very confident quarterback and offense whatsoever into something that could start cooking. And that could put up the 24 points that we needed to win this game. So am I... Am I upset that Tommy Reese told somebody to figure it the fuck out? No, zero percent, negative two trillion percent. I could give a shit less. I hope they I wish they included the audio, quite frankly, because I want recruits to see that. I want families of these players to see that. I want them to see that this coaching staff cares, that this coaching staff is here push and motivate these gentlemen to be the best that they possibly can be. And it fucking works. And if you think that Tommy Reese yelling at a quarterback who missed a fucking three yard pass, you know, be, to, to just be better and figure it out, you're soft and you don't belong watching football. Now, I, I want to get into one part about what he did say. I'm going to quote it again. <clears throat> Do your fucking job. Everyone is counting on you. Uh, funny enough, 
uh, Tommy Reese must be on Notre Dame Twitter uh, because that's what everyone on Notre Dame Twitter was saying about uh, Fanatics releasing the white sweatshirts. <laughs> another week, another sweatshirt reference. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Mama, there goes that man again. Oh, I play that all day at work. I wrote it on a notepad and everything. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I don't care. Tommy can yell at me all he wants if he wants to. If it works, it works. People get yelled at. Uh, as a coach, I yell all the time. Whatever. Okay, mailbag time. That's all I got to say about Tommy yelling. Yep. Let's see how I'm going to loop in white sweatshirts next week. <laughs> All right, we're going back. We have two days of mailbag here. Sorry, I'm on mute. I just got uh, some dogs barking. We're just going to sing. There we go. First question. Uh... What is the Canadian doing for shelter since there's not enough snow to build an igloo in Ireland? Dylan, I hope you're in a flat uh, or a house. I don't really know what they do in Ireland, but uh, good luck. It was my understanding that everybody in Ireland lived in little grass huts like the Shire. That's New Zealand, I think. Uh, Same thing. Fair enough. Ireland and New Zealand. Uh, Okay, going forward, Clutch Sports Notre Dame. Pine is 1-0 while averaging something like 2.5-ish yards per target. Pine can't continue to win with that. Disagree. What does Pine need to do to be able to complete passes that travel farther than 10 yards? Um, that He needs an offensive line who can block him. That, that's what I got. If you give him time, he can step into a throw and throw the ball. He's a Division One quarterback. Steve? Yeah, I mean, like I kind of just circling back like there's you got to test the defense and you got to you got to stretch the field and you got to get Toby Merriweather downfield. Um even Joe Wilkins. Joe Wilkins, okay, he's he's had a ton of injuries. He's recovering from injury from last year, but he's a fifth year, possibly even sixth sixth year senior just like with that COVID wonky sort of shit uh that went on. Um but, you know, Joe Wilkins has incredible body control, and he's a great guy that can go and fight for a ball, as as we did see in that uh, Florida State game last year. Um, so bottom line is, you know, you, one, get experience on the field. Two, Michael Mayer is the greatest tight end in college, like might want to utilize. And they have been absolutely to the offensive line, I, offensive line, the offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese's credit. And uh, and for Pine, who's been able to find him and for Buckner w- when he was still alive. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, I, I just you you got to test the guys downfield so that way the the defensive backs are a little bit on their heels. And if you put people on uh, defensive backs on their heels, you it's it's astonishing night and day difference what you're going to see in regards to Drew Pine. Is Drew Pine going to go out there and be Aaron Rodgers? Not a chance in hell. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it to you, but can Drew Pine go out there and for 15 yards and you know one touchdown and, and zero interceptions every single game yeah and if the and if he just gets this team into the red zone six times you just have to have six successful drives a game if he can do that this is going to be a nine plus win football team because the defense is really good you just have to give them a chance that's what i'm seeing on my end how about you no, I, I agree with everything you say there. Uh, the the one thing, I don't care if he throws the ball three feet or 30 yards. As long as it's completed and they're moving down the field, uh, that's all that matters. He, he can go uh, nine and however many games we have left. He, he can win every single game throwing the ball that short. So I, I don't think it matters that much. Agreed. Uh, going on from there, since we have a ton of these, what is a good expectation to have for your season for this season going forward in your opinion? And do you think that Clemson and USC remain undefeated until we play them? I think Clemson goes undefeated, but I don't trust USC because of Utah. Uh, good expectation. They're going to win every single game. Um, bar none. That, there's our expectation there. 10 and two. Yeah. No, I, I, I expect us. Oh, shout out Regisson, by the way. Continue. Shout out Reggie. Um, yeah, man, I, I I would expect us to win all of the games 
non BYU US and then I would expect us to take two of those three. So I would expect this Notre Dame team to be a nine and three football team. I hope that they go ten and two. I hope they win out. And I and I legitimately think that's still on the table. Our offensive line sucked at the beginning of last year. They got better as the year went along. Our offensive our, our offense sucked at the beginning of last year. They got better as the as the year went along. Our defense is incredible. They haven't even produced any turnovers yet. The turnovers are going to come eventually. If not, I'm going to hang myself. But it's just like things are going to get better week after week. We have a Swiss cheese defense coming up this week that we're going to be facing, which is going to give Coach Reese an opportunity to really open up and and let these guys cook. Hopefully, hopefully the offensive line can uh, can you know get their push and get their confidence and and you know just just one game of just dominating on the ground and and dominating with pass protection with this offensive line can make such a difference mentally for them that it can springboard them for the rest of the year. So in terms of the, like the the, the expectations. I expect them to be in every game. I expect them to have an opportunity to win every single game for the rest of the year. Are they going to? I can't make that promise. If I could, I would bet a lot of money and I would make a lot of money. But I would expect for them to have a fighting chance because we are the fighting Irish. Love it. Uh, Ripping through the cynical fan uh, says, still no Tobias Merriweather. Man, they really got to figure this out. He is likely their most talented receiver. Don't know if I agree with that. Uh, what is the cause of this? I'd love to know people's thoughts. My bet is coaches aren't doing a good enough job prepare, preparing Tobias. There, there is that realm on Twitter right now of the coaches are all terrible. I don't think it's that. I think he's a freshman who has to learn a playbook. Uh, so we, we touched on that before. I, I don't think there's anything much else to say. He will get time on the field. Agreed. Moving forward, this is a four-part question from Abigail. It's Abby, be happy. Uh, part one, two, A. There, there's a lot of numbers and letters here. Uh, shout out, Abby. She she actually comes up with really good questions. So first one is, a lot of people are upset with Tommy Reese play calling, and I never played football, but most plays have a few possible outcomes, right? Like run, pass, screen, etc. If something breaks down, then... There are other options. Correct. So what is the point? So at what point is it the QB's fault for not picking the best option of a play, not being able to run the scheme, and not or less of Tommy Reese's fault? Or is that why nobody is putting their full faith in Pine? <sighs> All right. Deep breath. So my answer to that, and I'll let you take your breath and have an opportunity, uh, on a passing play, if the offensive line gives you two and a half seconds, that's an opportunity to go through at least three reads. And right. that's a, that's an opportunity to make a decision. If, if after two and a half seconds, you don't know who you're going to be throwing the ball to, you're going to get sacked. That's, that's the NFL. That's college. That's even high school. Make a fucking decision and the offensive line, give them the fucking time. Correct. So you're, you're exactly right there. Uh, if it's a straight up pass play, drop back, no, no RPO or anything like that. Uh, two and a half, three seconds, bing, bang, boom, go through your read progression. A lot of that does fall on the quarterback. Tommy Reese is not on the field anymore. Uh, with the So really, Abby, to answer that question, it has to do with the read progression. That's all on the quarterback. And the coaches only can coach as much as possible. They only can tell you what to look for. Uh, so really, I think that falls full blame on the quarterback. However, when we're running these run pass options, they, these uh, these run plays that could have a, a stick route in the back or uh, you're reading the end man online to see if he crashes for a pull read or a give read, that has to do with the running back and the quarterback. But it's also the scheme uh, as well. You could, I again wish we had a visual here, but you could be moving people across the line to block that guy or if someone fucks up on the offensive line, everything else falls through. They, we had a third down play that I think Pine took a sack on, uh, or maybe an, an RPO that failed. Uh, really, it's more of a zone zone option, if you really want to call it something, where Merriweather did in motion. That motion would have dragged the linebacker out to cover him in the defense they were playing, and it would have gotten us yards because of just how the play is designed. Uh, so I don't think it can be put... The quarterback play 
and the bad decisions can't be put on Tommy Reese here. He coaches can only do so much to put them in the position to do what they have to do. You can scream and yell and show them what they have to do after the fact, but they're not on the field with you. They're not the ones making those reads. The quarterback has to be able to figure out how to do that on their own. Now, I agree with that, but also the coach, it's incumbent on the coach to understand the the team that you have um, as in the offensive line, and then you have to scheme around them. Yeah, you you quite simply can't call the same offense year over year over year over year unless you're going to have the same consistent standard of play. Um, We obviously are down currently as an offensive line unit over the last two years as compared to where we have been over the last 10 years. So you have to make those adjustments in real time. You have to roll those pockets. You have a 5'10 quarterback with with 6'5 and above offensive linemen. You know, you, you're you're thin at wide receiver. You have to make adjustments on, on, on the fly as a coach. So it's all interconnected. The, but, the, no, I, I disagree with that point a little bit uh, because if you're a Division One quarterback at the University of Notre Dame, you should be able to run whatever offense they throw at you outside of the triple option. But you, you should be a cognizant enough athlete to figure out how to do that. Like that, That's kind of where I fall. You should be able to say, hey, hey, coach, we're going to run the spread offense. Boom, perfect. I'll throw a, a 50-yard go route if I have to. Or, oh, coach, we're going to run the Maryland eye. Perfect. I'll hand the ball off to the fullback. They, they Be a better athlete quarterback, whoever the quarterback is. I, just interchanges every year. Be a better athlete, insert quarterback name here, and figure out what your coach wants you to do. Yeah, just in general, everybody on the offense, uh, uh, in, on the Notre Dame team, just be better and win a national championship. It's that easy. If only, but uh, no, I, there, there's some some disagreement there, but also some agreement. I hope we answer that, Abby. You do come up with another question here. Uh, we are running three running backs when Dids is healthy. At what point do we transition one of them, maybe Tyree, to a more formal hybrid tight end wide receiver role, since that seems to be where we lack? I know all our running backs catch passes, but I'm talking actually put them in the slot or wide out as a true wide receiver and not lined up as a running back and then catch them when the play makes them open. So we've been saying this for a while. Get the best guys on the field. Put Tyree yep. in the slot. Put Dids in the slot. Put Estime at H back. Put Tyree at the slot and put Dids in the backfield. Have fun figuring out where the ball's going, Ben. That's, that's all I got there. Everything you just said, not only do I agree with 100%, but I, I endorse it. Uh, we got... Questions about where Colsey and Jaden Thomas and Joe Wilkins are. Uh, we don't we don't know. On the bench, that's where they are. They, they are question. in they are in South Bend, Indiana. That's all we got there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, do you think Pine should get an NIL deal with Dunkin' Donuts? Notre Dame runs on Dunkin', Dinkin' and Dunkin'. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> If, if you're going to ask a question, be better. Uh. Also, Dunkin' Donuts coffee is trash coffee. Uh, and everyone who likes coffee on this uh, that listens to this podcast, just stay tuned. Uh, I disagree with that. America runs on Dunkin', but stay tuned for more information. Uh, John Sop for president. That's not a question, but I agree. Um, hot for yep. Sop. Moving on. We got a couple last ones here. Can we have a four horseman tailgate party coming soon? More information eventually. Uh, here we go. Are you guys going to be in Vegas? No. Um, thoughts on Riley Mills? Seems like this is the second year in a row where he has expected to have a breakout season. Is he playing out of position? One of the most hyped players in camp the last two years. I think we all expected more. Still early. Hope he comes on. Yep. That, that, that's more of just an agreement there. Uh, Riley Mills overall this year. I mean, he's a junior. He finished with three tackles versus Ohio state finished with three tackles and one and a half tackles for loss uh, versus Marshall. I don't think he did anything uh, against Cal. So 
he'll the the defensive line is an enigma. Each week is going to be a different guy stepping up, I think. And our final question. I uh, know it was just a shout out uh, to from Buckmetrics. So shout out Buckmetrics, uh, Lean Toss Up Sports, and all that. Uh, so those are all the questions that we have for this week. I hope we were able to uh, to answer them. And overall, uh, I think we're in a good spot moving into UNC. Steve, do you have anything else you would like to say to our lovely listeners before we talk about the mighty Carolina Tar Heels? I don't know about the word mighty there, but uh, no, not at all. I mean, we uh, yet again, just going to, to shout out all the people that, that do engage, that tweet at us, that retweet us, that, that, that you know, we even get a bunch of DMs of, and so, um, tons of, of interaction with, with everyone on Twitter, which we absolutely love. Uh, please continue that. Uh, go to the Instagram. Maybe I'll, I'll put, like I said, I'm holding the Instagram hostage. That's what I'm going to do going forward. Until you guys start actually following the Horseman Pod on Instagram, at Horseman Pod, I'm just not going to post as much because I'm not going to post if there's not going to be any likes. And there's not going to be likes if I don't want to get any follows. So for the love of God, just take 13 seconds out of your day and follow the Instagram. Thank you. So the UNC Tar Heels, huh? Oh, Dylan, come back. All right. <laughs> Let me compose myself. <laughs> One moment. The UNC Tar Heels, coached by head coach Matt Brown, 14th year as a coach. Uh, he did 10 years from 88 to 97. Uh, and then he is in the fourth season of his second stint. He has a record of 93-63-1. He's coached at Texas, UNC, Tulane, and App State. Uh, they are 1-20 and against Notre Dame. Their colors are Carolina blue and white. Their enrollment is 31,539. They've been around since 1789. Uh, they've never won a national championship. Uh, they've won nine titles, conference titles. And the most notable alumni to come from this school, Clyde Sweetfeet Livingston in the 2000 hit, three hit movie Holes, played by Rick Fox. Also, uh, the inventor of Pepsi-Cola, Caleb Bradham. And finally, uh, Art Wiener. He was in the College Football Hall of Fame. So, let's talk about UNC. They stink on defense. They're good on offense. Uh, defense is 83rd in the S&P Plus, which is a stat I don't understand. Uh, they have a very good linebacker in Cedric Gray and Noah Taylor. Tony Grimes is also very good. And Drake May, three games, 930 yards uh, passing, which is an average of 310 per game, 74% completions, 11 touchdowns, one interception, uh, 146 rush yards, one rushing touchdown. They're rated 11th offensively in the S&P Plus, scoring 51.3 points per game. That was inflated in the two shootouts that they've had so far, 547 yards per game. They can't run the ball, but they can pass the ball. So our defensive bats are going to have a heyday there. Uh, conversely, they're allowing 37.7 points per game, uh, 468 yards per game, 275 passing, 193 rushing, and their entire team is ranked 126 in team pass efficiency defense. So, Steve, what do we want to do against tar the uh, Tar Heels? Well, easy answer for starters, win. Um, but, yeah, I mean... <laughs> They're averaging 550 a game. We're averaging 300. So they're averaging 250 yards more. Now, they've also played the uh, the South Carolina School for the Blind, the North Carolina School for the Deaf, and the Eastern Carolina School for the Paraplegics. So the fact that they've put up 550 points per, uh, yards per game and, that, and they're averaging uh, 51 points per game, um, that's really cool, and that's really neat for them. I'm happy for them that they got their wins in uh, against the Division 17 schools that they've played so far. Uh, but now they're actually going to be playing, and may I say, pretty damn good defense. So, um, you know, for the first thought I have on the matter of over under 55 and a half points, 
I would probably hammer that under if I were a gambling man, which I am, just not a very good one. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, yeah, so they they really haven't played anyone. They survived by the skin of their ass against App State. They even, I mean, they beat Georgia State on the road, which, by the way, why are they going on the road to Georgia State? That just Georgia, feels like... Georgia State is a sneaky, good 0-2 team. Uh, yeah, that's just, I wanted to put that out there. A they, sneaky good zero and two Division fourteen team. I agree. They, so, they but they FBS football. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you, dude. Anyway, um, they played South yeah, so, Carolina, so, North Carolina, and Charlotte, and they've lost by twenty one seven and one. They're they're one of the best zero and three teams in the country, which is wild to say. I'm on the record. <laughs> I'm going to be a Georgia State Panther fan just to spite you. Okay, well, you spite spite away, amigo. Um, but yeah, so so obviously this UNC team has not played anything like the caliber of Notre Dame, um, and but our, our our defense is honestly it's it's the make or break. I think our offense is good for twenty four to thirty one points in this game. Um, I would love to say that our our offense would be good for you know thirty five to forty two. I just simply don't have that confidence in them. So, you know, I think we're scoring between 24 to 31. It's going to be a task to hold this team under 21 points, but I think it's possible. I, I, I do. Uh, one, they haven't played anyone. And two, you know, they're, they're going up against inferior defenses and, and really racking up all these yards and touchdowns and points and all that stuff that they haven't uh, a secondary like we have. They haven't faced a defensive line like we have. Um, you know, J.D. Bertrand being out in the first half is going to suck, but, you know, get Jalen Sneed on the field. Get, you know, five-star linebacker. Get, you know, get Prince Colley, who is, is, is Prince Colley a true junior? I forget. Or a sophomore. I'll know that. I'll know that he's a true moment. sophomore. Uh, but Prince Colley, he's a true sophomore. It's his second year on campus. Like, you know, and, and he was a, uh, he wasn't a consensus five-star, but he was rated a five-star by one of the services. So he was a high four-star. He's a damn, damn talented kid. You know, let Prince Collie ball out. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, we really need to establish the rush against this team. Um, they, they have been letting up 193 yards per game on the ground. And if we're going to control this game, and if we're going to control this clock, and if we're going to, it, it has to be a similar game as, as what you did with Ohio State. You need to run the ball. You need to be effective at running the ball. You need to use play action and pass when necessary. And you need to stretch the field and all the all the good stuff and all the exciting stuff that we've talked about in the past. And yes, EPA and all the statistics and, and advanced analytics will say passing is more efficient. So yeah, definitely get Drew Pine 25 pass in this game. But they need to run the ball effectively, control the clock, take the ball out of you know Drake May's hands. Because if you if you just let Drake May just sit back there. You know, he has 930 yards coming into this game. He might have 2000 yards coming out of this game if you just if you just like keep giving the ball back. So that's kind of like all all the thoughts I have at once. How about you, buddy? Yeah. So uh, J.D. Bertrand's obviously out for the first half. He's listed as a starter on the depth chart. Uh, it's interesting because he's a starter, Mike, with Bo Bauer and Junior to a lot uh as the backups there nailed that last name uh he's a backup for the kaiser at rover uh so i this is a more of a thought experiment you have maris leafow bo bauer jack kaiser starting will mike rover correct i need some confirmation here steve So we got we got Maris Leafau, Bo Bauer, and Jack Kaiser. Steve has left the building. Steve has left the building. Uh, and then you have Nano Osafo. Uh, that's the wrong one. My apologies. I'm reading the depth chart wrong. Maris, Bo, Kaiser. Prince Kali then moves up into the backup for Maris in theory here. So really That was a terrible for me to have to pee by the way oh that was an awful time i thought i thought something terrible has happened to you so my my thought experiment here with jd bertrand out and kaiser being listed as a starting rover you have leofow bo bauer kaiser as the will mike rover correct i believe that is correct yes 
how do we get Prince Charlie on the field with that? Is he going to spell Maris, who hasn't been great this year? Is he going to start over Maris? Uh, like, I, I just don't fundamentally see where you put Prince Charlie on the field. If, if it's at will, if it's at Rover, uh, I, I don't know where you put him to get him on the field to have it be Bo Bauer, Jack Kaiser, Prince Charlie on the field at the same time. Well, I just I, I think that, you know, Collie would have to come in in a substitute and relief role and, and maybe he gets certain uh, certain packages, you know, that are advantageous to him. So I, I don't think that he should be the starter by any means, just for clarification. It should still be the experienced guys and, 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 and you know, the big boys like Bo Bauer is a 50 year senior like and he is good and he hasn't got as many opportunities as I wish that he had. And I fucking love the guy. So to let Bo cook in the middle. He's great. Uh, Leofau, he's definitely going to step his game up, and, and maybe you have some sub packages with him and Kali. And, and the same goes for Kaiser. You know, Kaiser's going to have to really step his game up with JD being out. So if you can get, you know, Kaiser a couple of breaths, you know, for two plays, you know, ha- have uh, have Kali come in for two plays and then and swap back out. I, I just think that, you know, when Kali is on the field, because I, I do think he will see it, he's got to step up and make plays. Agreed. Uh, offensively, running down the throats, literally run the ball from the goal line to the goal line and, and just kill clock. Keep Drake may off the field. May is good. He, he's not great. He's good. You have to lock down the run game offensively and defensively. You want to make Cal or UNC predictable one dimensional, like other teams have done to Notre Dame, run the ball down the throat, throw the ball when needed, that's what you have to do to win. Facts. I agree. So we don't have all the analytics. We we have what we have. I think we did a pretty good job uh, dropping in some stuff there. Uh, shout out James K. Polk. Uh, he was also a alumni from North Carolina. Uh, overall, it's a week. I have the toughest mission of my uh, young life. Uh, I have a wedding on Saturday that starts at 4 p.m. Uh, so I am going into a self-imposed blackout, not just at the wedding, but of Notre Dame media. All of my notifications will be off. I will not know the result of the game until after I watch it the following day. So that's where I just am questioning you, because I also have a wedding on Saturday, and... I am just quite simply going to stream the game on my phone. So my just wife, as I, my wife is in the wedding, Stephen, uh, and I exactly. Well, that's even that's even better for no, you. That no, means no, she's no, going to no, be no, no, no. no she's going to be doing her entrance. She's going to be doing her thing all day. All you got to do is just patrol the bar, let yeah. her be a good bridesmaid, and then you, you just got to be at the bar, and and you just got to have you just got to pull it up on your phone and make it work. If I was if I was caught with my phone at this wedding, which is in a very nice location that I'm not going to disclose because I don't need our listeners showing up. Uh, if I was caught on my phone at this wedding, there would never be, there wouldn't be another podcast. It, it would just end. Okay. Well, I, I think we need to have Mrs. Wagon on the podcast now uh, so that way we can explain to her the intricacies of having a, a diehard fandom since childhood oh, about no, she, she, she understands, but I was given, I was read my rights and I, she said, don't watch the game. I'll give you all day Sunday to watch it. So stay tuned on the horseman account. I'm going to re- be at, reacting in real time. Whatever happens in the game, I will not know until the end of the game. And yep, I will also be at a wedding, so uh, we are not doing game day gifts, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Sorry, um, just to get that the Canadian in. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have any more thoughts. I mean, actually, you want to make a prediction of a score, um, or or do you just want to just just leave this one up to chance and just say go Irish? It's up to you, buddy. No, let, let's do a score prediction. I'm saying Notre Dame wins this game. 31-28, Blake Groupie, 50-yard field goal to win uh, the game on a walk-off. 
I like it. I like it. I've, I'm going 31-21 to Irish. Uh, I just think the defense is a little too good, and I think we're overdue for some turnovers. So please, for the love of God, I'm on my hands and knees begging you to make everything I just said accurate and happen and come true. Um, so that's gonna that's it from the Horsemen. Uh, we appreciate everyone who listens and tunes in every week. Uh, like, comment, share. Rate five stars, subscribe. If you have anyone in your life that you talk Notre Dame football with or college football in general, uh, just share our podcast. Send it over to someone in a text. Just say, hey, listen, these idiots that we I listen to every week, they actually kind of know what the hell they're talking about because they do put in a ton of time and effort. So uh, we appreciate the love. We appreciate the following and, and all of the above. And, and go Irish. That's going to see me out. How about you, ma'am? Follow us on Instagram at Horseman Pod. Go Irish. Beat Tar Heels.